0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I'm your host, Alex Spinelli, and alongside me, as always, is Ray Volo, D'Amato Bano. Fellas, how are we feeling? Massive NFL slate this week.
1: Oh, we gotcha. feel great. Yeah, I mean, Massive
0: slate, massive game for the Jets. That's, when, that's what you love to see.
1: Right. Massive game um, for a lot of playoff pictures.
0: It, it really is. And uh, these past couple weeks, the games have been pretty shitty, even though we've had a couple of good, uh, good endings. But, I mean, Bill's Pats last night was a – it didn't end to be a good game, but it was a massive game for the division and for the playoffs. Titans-Eagles, big game for both those teams. Washington-Giants, uh, massive game. That's and a massive game. The game is – dude, kind game kinda is, sucks.
1: It, it kind of sucks we're not talking about it because that, that game might be the most massive for playoff implications.
0: It right. is, but I mean, I don't know. The other games just seem way more fun to me. I don't know about you guys. The other games are way more fun. Um, and the last game that I was going to mention that is not massive, but is massive just in its own right is the Browns return, Deshaun Watson returning to Houston. Dude, I really wanted to include Houston in this, my teaser, but I, I pussy out. Knots week, absolutely crazy week. Um, but we have three better games for you. And we're going to go over them right now. And we're obviously going to start with the Jets. The Jets going to Minnesota. The Vikings a three-point favorite right now. Ray, we're riding high from Mike White last week. But this is a damn good football team in the Minnesota Vikings, as much as I try to poke it at Kirk Cousins and company. This is a good football team.
2: Yeah, I mean – uh, one o'clock Kirk, man, he's he's no fucking joke, but I think our defense matches up rel- as well as you can against a team with Justin Jefferson. I think uh, we're going to probably have to focus a lot of attention on him, obviously. Uh, I think a lot comes down to our linebackers and, I guess, safety and just our back end in general, staying disciplined on those play action runs that they love to do, and you got to make sure you always keep an eye on him, on uh, Jefferson. You have to fucking blanket him, bracket him, do whatever you got to do. Uh, I'm just really really uh curious to see how Mike White performs this game. Not the best defense obviously. Their pass defense is uh definitely a soft spot on this team, but they have a good front and our offensive line they played well against Chicago, but Chicago sucks dick. So, um really see excited to see how our tackles hold up against these two edges and if Mike White can stand do what he did last week, stand and uh, take the pressure and just deliver strikes and deliver to the right fucking target. So, I'm excited to see it.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. I will definitely start at the fact that Vikings are going to be most likely, I believe they're going to be without Cam Dansler as well as without rookie Andrew Booth, who has I think, da, think
2: Darisaw is banged up too, right?
1: Uh, I, Yeah. yeah they, 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 they have a ton of actually sneaky injuries on the defense, which is definitely going to play a role. Another big thing and another big reason I'm bringing that up is Mike White led the league last week with 37% of his passes being play action. And the Jets just so happen to be playing the worst, the absolute worst, the bottom of the barrel, the worst team against play action in the league. Now of course, for play action to be effective, you need to establish a run. Uh, Zana, you know, Z Knight, I'm not gonna even try to pronounce his first name for the Jets. We got his first game, yes, we uh, got his first game last week, played really well and was very effective with the run, obviously paired with Michael Carter. It is looking doubtful that the Jets will have Michael Carter. That's going to be a problem because you really do need to establish those trenches and make sure that there's something to be feared in order for that play action to actually matter. So that would be first and foremost. Number two is this Vikings offense is obviously very, very good. Justin Jefferson is, is amazing. He's arguably the best wide receiver in football. It is going to be amazing. It's going to be must, must watch appointment television to see him versus Sauce Gardner. But this is a nine and two team that, by most people's account, is a team that got lucky in a few games and is probably has a better record than the actual team itself. Now, the Jets are going to ha- need to have that defensive line wreak havoc as they have for this, you know, for their defense to continue looking elite.
2: And... I mean, I think it's, I agree. I think our defensive line is, I think it's a really good matchup for us. Uh, we get Sheldon Rankins back, which is a huge piece. He's playing really well, uh, really penetrates and, uh, This Minnesota offensive line, like interiorly, they're pretty weak. And then no Darius are, too. I think there's obviously room to exploit. And our defensive line has been, I, I think it's easy to say top five in the league. So this is a really good defensive line going up against a subpar and beat up offensive line where I think that's where we're going to have to really take advantage of.
1: Agreed.
0: Right. Yeah, looking forward to it. And uh, it was really nice to see even with all the, the revolving door that we've had at offensive line this offseason, It was really nice to see Max Mitchell get back last week, even though he didn't make the start. Cedric O obviously forced out of that game, but he came in and I thought he may have played his best game of the season. Honestly, I thought he was really good last week. He's a player. Yeah. Um, that offensive line, they got some, they got some pieces. They just need everybody healthy together at one time. Yeah. Um, Really well
2: coached, too. Obviously, any team that goes that deep uh, into the Seriously. the barrel, like you have to shout out John Benton. So
0: good stuff. All right. Let's go on to the second game. Uh, Dolphins 49ers really like this game. Really excited to see, obviously, Tyreek and Waddle against that defense and, and how uh, San Fran schemes them up. Uh, San Fran, a four point favorite right now. Dino, who do you like in this one?
1: It's really, really tough. You have the fastest offense in the league against the fastest defense in the league. Obviously, we just saw the 49ers absolutely, you know, force the Saints to put up a goose egg and shut them out in dominant fashion. That was scary to watch. And this is, you know, a defense that's starting to get even some more pieces back. I know Javon Kinlaw's banged up, but, you know, Nick Bosa is unreal. And this defense is just continuing to elevate their game even better than I thought. I've been calling them the best defense on paper since the preseason and been saying it continuously throughout the, throughout the year and said it would get better and better and better. And it has, and a lot of that's going to have to go to D'Amico Ryans, the defensive coordinator. He's been very creative and he's, he's honestly been amazing and he's going to be someone who is going to definitely have some organizations calling him by the end of the year probably a little bit before that into the playoffs and hoping that, you know, they'll entertain, he'll entertain an offer for a head coaching job somewhere.
2: I feel like people tried calling him last off season. And I think he had to like, shut it down. He's like, I'm going to stay here one more year, but yeah, he's definitely gonna get fucking called. Yeah, he's like, he's, sure. he, that like the NFL pedigree. People love that nowadays too young. He can relate to the players and stuff. I'd mm-hmm. be shocked if he wasn't a head coach.
1: We're seeing that that's starting to translate more and more really be players. Coaches is the future. It It, it is. It truly is. But, uh, you know, besides that, we did have a little scare this week with with uh, Christian McCaffrey and what was it, a toe or something where he missed a I practice? A
0: knee. I think it was his knee. His knee. Yeah,
1: his knee. His knee, my bad. He was having some knee pain. Uh, we were reassured that that was all fine and all dandy and he's going to be ready to go 100%. I will note that Elijah Mitchell will not be playing this game he has again his 900th injury of his career and it's his second year. But he was extremely effective. the you know, the few rushes he would get he was getting. and I really liked what they were starting to accomplish with Elijah running the ball and just having Christian McCaffrey be that you know all you know all world dual threat. But you know, they have no Jeff Wilson. They'll actually be playing against Jeff Wilson, who's been playing great for the Dolphins. So I believe that will be a negative and a, and a pretty resounding positive for, for the Dolphins.
2: I mean, I don't, I don't think uh, I'll be honest. I don't really think Jeff Wilson's going to be an X factor in this game at all. I think uh, the Dolphins struggle to run the football. I think San Francisco is elite up front. They are elite at stopping the run. I think this is just a really good matchup for San Francisco to be honest with you. I think, uh their defense like i said they're up up front in particular i think that's where they make their money everyone knows that uh that scheme is translated out through the nfl too they just like they like to go deep they like to rotate and they like to fucking dominate up front and i think uh the dolphins are a little weak up front of, on offensive line and on i mean on offensive line mainly uh so i think that it's a bad matchup in that sense i think they'll get their points obviously that that offense is too fast so you know tyreek hill is going to eat but they, they know Mike McDaniel. I mean, let's be real. That's where he was last year. I think they know him. I think they'll be able to scheme up some shit he'll do. So I think it's going to be a fun little chess match to watch. And then uh, for San Francisco's offense, I think they'll be able to run it on Miami. I think, I think that's where Miami's weakness is on defense. I think they're kind of weak up the middle. So I think uh, San Francisco will try to run it down their throats and then let Jimmy do what Jimmy does, you know, quick like game manager, bucking 220 yards pass, maybe a touchdown, and just don't turn the ball over.
1: I agree big time that that's where the Nor- Niners offensively are going to have to exploit them. What I really meant by that was a, you know, a positive in the, in the Finns direction was really more so the fact that they don't have Jeff Wilson to basically lean on. We've seen this offense just grab fourth stringers and they're randomly nuts, but they've probably expended themselves and stretched themselves a bit too thin. It's just going to be McCaffrey, I would assume. And Say if that knee does get re aggravated, I could see that being a huge problem for them.
2: Oh, just oh, wow. McCaffrey.
1: I mean, wow, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, are you watching this?
2: Yeah, we're watching it, Dean. Stay professional, please. I really
0: needed uh Caleb Williams to get in the end. Zone. I know
1: that I was doing because the sauce. Sauce is
0: um, bad. I'll, I'll <laughs> tie a bow on this. Um, Miami's <laughs> offense has been absolutely rolling the last four weeks over 30 points in each of the games. Like Bryce said, the, the chess match where they know McDaniel um I'm really looking forward to see what what he comes up with cuz he knows that too um and he's been great all year honestly I've been really impressed with with how he's handled uh, that team in his first coaching uh, head coaching experience
1: he's also a national treasure honestly every every soundbite you can get of Mike McDaniel is not yeah, he's, he's fucking old. hilarious and again another player's coach right. he's like a weird quirky guy but
0: but he, he's also he's oh, an X's oh. and O's guy. Like oh, before, oh, being, hard,
1: hardcore before, right. being
0: a, before being a players coach, um, he's just a true X's and O's guy. He's a he's a nerd.
1: But he's but, like a he's like an open door policy for sure kind of guy who's not going to absolutely be down your throat. He's probably stern in moments for sure that we don't see. But you know this kind of new, you know, it kind of goes along with our society to be honest,
0: right. Um, that four points. I'm staying the hell away from this game, though. But should be uh, should be a good one. Last one. I'm also going to stay away from this game. But Chiefs Bengals going to be awesome rematch of uh, of last year, and what a, a great game that was. Uh, the Chiefs two point favor right now. Jamar Chase coming back this week. Said he might be on a pitch count, but he's also going to. Uh, do everything he can to not be on a pitch count. If this is a close game, there's no way he's on a pitch count. Um, Joe Mixon's status still up in the air. Be really nice to get him back. Ray, what do you think about this one? I mean, just my opening
2: thoughts, how in the shit did we just talk about the game last, the last game we just talked about, and then now Kansas City at Cincinnati, and the primetime game is Indianapolis at Dallas. That's
0: fucking yeah. bananas.
1: But We didn't even talk about Giants commanders or Eagles type. I mean, I, yeah, I listen, I
0: listed four sick games. Honestly. Yeah, so know, fumbled the bag as far as
1: as far as the NFL flexing games that are obviously what the public wants to see f- and flexing them, I feel like they're much more proactive than than they are, have you know, have been in recent memory than they have been this year. It's been pitiful.
2: Yeah, it's fucking crazy. But uh this game's gonna be fucking fun to watch too, man. I'm I like you said, uh open up. I have no idea where to go betting wise on this. Uh I, I'd stay it away just, but like Kansas city being minus two at uh, Cincinnati is really telling um,
0: any word on if chase is going to go. I
1: if, don't believe so yet.
0: If who chase? Oh Jamar? yeah. yeah. I said, I said, Jamar is going to be on a, on a pitch count. Oh
2: yeah. No, pitch count. Okay. Well, that's a little, but,
0: but I said, there's no way that if this is a close game um, that he's going to be on a pitch count. Yeah.
2: Okay, no fair. Sorry, I, I don't know. I think I was but, watching the fucking
0: yeah, USC, but he's, uh, yeah, he's. I was, in, I was too. Right, <laughs> that was my whole fucking intro monologue. Uh, <laughs> he is in Joe Mixon. They're not sure about.
2: Damn, sorry, Sauce. So normally, I just black out Dean when he talks. Not like <laughs> that. Big but I am uh, excited to see uh, this Cincinnati. Out. Joe Burr has been playing out of his mind the last few weeks, um, and this is a it's a big game. I think their home every home field is gonna be big too. Um... And I feel like Kansas City's defense they're they're susceptible against the pass. So th- this is what this Bengal team's made to do. Uh, they just got to keep Joe upright and let their skill position players and him do the work. And I mean, Samaj Pierre too. He filled in really well for um for mixing last week. So I'm not even too concerned about that. And I think he's more of a threat as a pass a pass catcher this year too. So honestly, I don't, I don't even hate that. And yes, I, yeah. I may be biased because he's on my dynasty team and I need him yeah. to start. But what do you think, Dean?
1: I was going to say, it might be a negative to have Mixon back. Even though Mixon had that crazy blow-up game, and he's definitely been playing better since his blow-up game, we cannot forget the first, like, eight weeks of the season. He was basically the most inefficient running back in the league by a wide margin. Wide margin. I'm pretty sure he was averaging under three yards per carry. And Samaj Prerine, basically was the most important almost the most important factor of that game in my opinion. I, I he was huge in a lot of in a lot of moments. I'm sorry, I'm still watching the game. But uh you can keep going, right?
2: You were going. What do you mean? Oh uh, I was going.
1: <laughs> yeah no Joe Burrow's <laughs> <Bruno's> gonna Joe Burrow's <laughs> I'm sorry. My, my my stream just like cut out. It's buffering. It's pissing me off. Anyway you just scored
2: a touchdown you're good they, they USC scored a touchdown so just
1: yes watch. okay cool. Anyway um, sorry, guys, Fourth and two. I, I hope you guys can appreciate that I was not paying attention. But anyway, yes, Joe Burrow's been playing amazing the past four weeks. He's been, you know really starting to shake off a little bit of the a little bit of the rust that we saw in the beginning of the year. That also comes with the fact that this offensive line is just starting to come become more cohesive. and they have been really doing well at keeping him upright and it's paying a ton of dividends. So he's going to have to continue that to win even at home, but he's playing against the runaway favorite to win the the MVP award, which is obviously Patrick Mahomes. He, I mean, he's been basically flawless. And this offense just continues to gel better and better and really starting to shut up all the haters that were saying that they needed Tyreek and that this offense was all Tyreek. And even with Juju Smith being heard and out, it didn't matter. Travis Kelsey is just a different kind of guy. He could just be end up going down as, like, the best tight end of all time. He's unreal. I just don't understand how he yards after catch-wise. It just seems every time he gets the ball, he goes an extra 30. It's, it's wild. They're going to have to, in some way, shape, or form, contain him, which is a guy who seems uncontainable. So – and also, I feel like they've added a, a – kind of another dimension to their game. Even though they have not been running a ton, Isaiah Pacheco, when he gets the ball in his hand, has definitely brought more to the table as a running back than they have had in the past year and a half, two years. And when he gets the ball, he has, you know, a head full of steam. And I see him actually being not only respected by defenses, but he gets what he what's given to him and even falls forward. And he always makes sure he gets a few extra good yards, which could be big and could make the difference in this game the name of the lastly the name of the game for this particular game will of course be any amount of time is enough time with these offenses
0: they're nice.
2: It's funny how like fast like we like we as in like just fans and like society and everything just forget like, like you just said Kelsey's probably the best tight end of all time. Is that what you said? I kind of like, blanked out. Yeah, like he could. Yeah, like,
1: it's just funny. But it's just funny. Like, but like, they've been crazy. Yeah, like, 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 like Gronk.
2: Like just like a couple of years. Like I mean, I know he hasn't been in his prime in a while, but like Gronk was fucking insane.
1: I know, but... like, even
2: like Jimmy Graham when on the like the Saints was insane. He's Tony Gonzalez. But, but, I know, but like. Tony, but Tony Gonzalez like fucking insane. Shining sharp. Antonio Gates, yeah. like it's just funny. Like I don't. know. I'm just saying. Like it's like it went funny how it went from like Tony to like, and then Antonio Gates kind of had that title for a little bit, like kind of a little bit, and then mm-hmm. fucking Gronk and Jimmy Graham both came along.
1: I don't know. Just funny. I know, but it's like his his year right now: seventy three reception, nine hundred twelve yards for twelve touchdowns.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's just in the perfect offense. He really isn't in a sick offense for him. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, not saying Gronk obviously that offense was perfect for him as well, but.
1: Just... I just, I don't understand. He just seems unstoppable and it seems like he's getting better with age. So if if it continues on this trajectory and he plays, you know, he's going to play more seasons. He probably has been in, in the NFL more seasons than Gronk at this point that he's just going to, you know, surpass him in that argument. I feel like he's definitely very close to it. Right. Ooh, cameraizing us that. Should,
0: uh, should be a good weekend, fellas. Looking forward to all these games. Let's get to some bets. Let's talk some units. Um, Ray, you start us off. You didn't have anything for college.
2: Yeah. Um, so, first, I'm doing under 40 and a half in Washington and the Giants. I think this is a division game. Obviously, a lot on the line. Uh, I think it's going to be gritty as hell. I think both defenses are going to come to play. So, I really like the under in this game. Uh, then I'm going Chargers money line at Vegas. It's even money. Uh, I just think that line's kind of like, I think it's just value right there. So I I put two units on that. I think uh, hopefully Mike Williams plays. I don't know if he, I think he's a questionable. He's out. Fuck me, but uh, that sucks. But uh, (laughs) that doesn't change my bet. More sucks for fantasy purposes, but I still like, I think Herbert will get it done. Vegas is kind of a mess. I know they've been playing better and they've been running the ball a lot, but I think that that line's kind of crazy. Um, and then, last, my last bet is a three team six point teaser uh, Miami plus 10 at San Fran. I do think San Fran's built well for them, but I don't see Miami losing by more than double digits. Um, Jets plus nine at Minnesota. I think we went outright, but I love getting nine points. And then finally, Baltimore minus two and a half home versus Denver. I think Baltimore fucking works them.
1: Nice. Dean, what do you got? Yeah. Uh, mine are going to be a little bit interesting, especially since I'm playing a, a good amount of catch up ball now, because I, I missed a week and, and took a pretty uh, fatal amount of units to the dome. So uh, I started off with Ramondre over receiving yards uh, Thursday night, that did not hit that was two and a half units that was half my load. So we're just gonna mark that as red and move forward. And then we're going on to a nice little two-team parlay, not money line. I didn't have that much balls. But I went Jets money line, considering I think that it is in the Stars, and I think this team is 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 really a good matchup for the Vikings. And then we we highlighted that. You guys can go back and listen if, if you want. And then number two is going to be Titans plus 4.5 against the Eagles. This is a game we did not touch on, but I genuinely believe this Titans – team is basically completely blueprinted not saying it was purposefully blueprinted but it is the perfect matchup against this eagles team that basically makes its money by dominating the trenches and this team is really at the end of the day gotten a lot of its success with what they've established and what they have accomplished on the run game uh, you know on on the ground and they're not going to be able to do that to this titans team they're going to not only not be able to push them around, but I believe on the defensive on the defensive side, they are actually going to be the ones being pushed around. And Derrick Henry will probably establish the run well, even though this this team, and when we think about the Titans, we think about them running really well. They have not this year, but this is a team that was pretty piss poor stopping the run against the Texans, whose you know, offensive line as well as coaching is probably not as good as the Titans, well, definitely coaching-wise. And I don't buy that this is going to be some A.J. Brown game that he comes up, and he's kind of been lackluster and a little bit inconsistent. So I'm going to take Titans with the points. I almost took the money line, but I didn't have cojones that big. Four and a half is just too much. So Jets money line, Titans plus four and a half, and that's going to be plus 330. I put put the rest of my units on it, two and a half. So two and a half units to win 10.75. And uh, that's 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 a lock, by the way.
0: That'd be uh, yeah, you need that to get back in uh, this NFL race. I'll round it out for us. Um, I also took a Thursday night prop parlay, little same game parlay action. Um, I had Allen over two hundred passing yards, Digs over sixty receiving yards, and Ramondre Stevenson over twenty five receiving yards. Ramondre Stevenson had twenty four receiving yards.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: So absolutely brutal. That is fucking um, brutal. that one really hurt late last night when they were driving down the field and he had a wide open fucking screen pass and Mac Jones missed him. Um
1: he so drop three.
0: Yeah, took a one loss unit there. Um, but then I got a money line parlay, I got Baltimore versus Denver like Ray. I think Baltimore steamrolls them. They need a nice week after what a, a crazy game that was last week. I got Cleveland at Houston. Houston's miserable. They're tanking for the first pick. They want Bryce Young, um, and I think the Sean Watson gets it done back in uh, back in Houston. And then I'm ending it with uh, with Seattle at the Rams. Seattle they need a massive bounce back game um, after that brutal overtime loss to Las Vegas last week. The Rams are no good. So hopefully that one uh, that one hits for me. I got one and a half units there it's plus 110 and then I ended it with a 10 point tease three team teaser I got the Giants plus 12 and a half against Washington I think that's one that's going to be a tight game no matter who wins Um Tennessee plus 14 and a half I think that's going to be a, t- a tight game too and then I got Miami plus 13 and a half against the 49ers and I think all three of those games are going to be very very close games
2: I should have bet on Vegas baby yeah Depending on Vegas, I like it. Uh,
0: Two and a half units there. It's minus 143. All right, fellas. That'll wrap it up for us here on Between Two Tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed our NFL preview. Stick with us. We got some massive recaps coming next week, especially from college football, all the bowl games, and we'll finally have our official playoff rankings. Ray, get pumped. Utah needs to make a statement here, Ray. What the fuck are they doing?
2: I just, I'm so pissed. Dean fucking convinced me to bet them. I'm so annoyed. This game is <laughs> no, going I was exactly telling you to have... emotionally hedge. Well, you said it completely opposite. wrong, Dean. You I said. It completely I said. Wrong. You put it in my I fucking head. I thought you head. agreed that I said it wrong. Yeah, I know, but you put it in my head. I don't oh, emotionally hedge. I'm not a person.
1: No, I wanted you to emotionally hedge and bet, no, bet Utah and bet Kansas State or fucking even better. Close,
2: close it out. Close it out, sauce.
0: All right. As always, please already subscribe to the pod and follow our Twitter at two tackles with the number two and stick with us as we continue this 2022 2023 season. Fellas, appreciate you.
1: Good luck.